Welcome back to Teaching the Unteachables, where we dive into methods for teaching and learning for professionals like you. This episode sponsored by Professional HVACR Services Incorporated. Check out ProHVACR.com for more information. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're hanging out with Joe Kakanda. Joe, how are you this morning? Outstanding. It's beautiful in Ohio, finally. You know, uh, we met at the 2023 National HVACR Education Conference, and there are certain people in life, when you're a storyteller, there are certain people that when you meet them, you know, there's going to be some good conversations out of this. <laughs> I felt the same thing. And uh, Howard, Howard, uh, not to interject real quick, Howard, yeah. said, yeah, he, we got to meet, we got to meet, we got to meet. So uh, after he emailed me three times and texted me, don't forget Clifton, we hooked up. So it was a great experience, Clifton. Uh, you know, we, we have such an opportunity to talk about how life has sculpted where we are and the ways that life turns out not exactly how we intended them to be. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. We're, you know, we have our, we have our perspectives of what HVAC and refrigeration are going to look like when we jump into it, but we never know until we get there. And sometimes the journey is just as enjoyable or even more enjoyable than the actual mm. job itself. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about you getting into the industry and some of the tales from the trenches that you encountered, especially in them first years. Yeah, very good. So um, talk about being coachable. Uh, I was a typical jock and went to the, the Navy real quick uh, after my first quarter in college ended mm -hmm. up being a disaster. Yeah. Uh, you know, the typical 1974, 75 era. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that being stated, going in the military, not only did it grow me up, it, it taught me a lesson. The lesson that I'm still living from 48 years later. And that lesson is, how do you teach an unteachable? Oh, man. And I was uncoachable. I was a uh, hardhead. I uh, was a jock that had never won a high school football game. I was 0-40. So success to me it was back in those days of being able to perform. Right. Uh, right now, we're trying to perform in the Navy. They taught me how to use dead weight testers. I hooked up capacitors. Yeah, I learned capacitance by using DC capacitors. Uh -huh. And believe this or not, electric refrigeration made by the Japanese in the 1970s that was on board our ship, USS Independence. Wow. So my five-year apprentice is apprenticeship, if you will, from 17M32s, uh, you know, rod and chillers, rod and condensers. Uh, we we hooked up a carrier six-cylinder a refrigeration unit to one of the reefer decks and had to pump out a flooded machinery room with a freaking carrier compressor, folks. Really? It's yes, just a pump. Sir. That's just a pump. <laughs> it didn't like hey, it didn't last very long, but it doesn't did like the trick. liquid, but <laughs> yeah, it, that's right. It did the trick. So that was in my first five years, and yeah. I didn't know what a pair of vice grips were. Yep. Well, so when I got out of the apprenticeship, the five years. Uh, the Navy, they went ahead and sent me to an A school, uh, yeah. and I ended up on an aircraft carrier. And as a push button E4, I had to do five years, and I showed up on ship in uh, kind of like a to total little lie. 
and, and yeah, you're going to love this. Uh, the little lie that I told when I found out uh, during the walk around tours, being in engineering and going up and down the eight machinery rooms and seeing all the boilers in 120 degree temperature, I had quickly decided at the age of 18, being thespian in nature, uh, that this was not going to be a very good experience. Yeah, this is going to be work. Oh, so they yeah. called me in. They said, hey, where do you want to go? And in my mind, I'm in front of this guy with khakis on. I'm yeah. just an 18-year-old kid still. I hadn't turned 19. And I said, my father had a bar across the street from the Ford plant. And we were very busy. And I helped him take care of the refrigeration and air conditioning by changing filters. And poof, they signed me to the AC&R shop. <laughs> yeah and all i could say walking out You're of that experience. room oh i was an experienced dude uh lo, lo, lo and behold uh being teachable and coachable uh was a learned trait uh yeah. i found out very quickly that everyone on board that ship was smarter than me uh, i'm talking every single person that been there longer than me was smarter than me all right because right. they already had the experience uh, not knowing what a pair of vice grips were at the age of 18, 48 years later, having worked on anything that moves fluid or heat in any fashion, whether it be absorbers, cascades, CO2, propane, it does not matter. I love working with chlorine uh, tanks, uh, rail cards. Uh, I've worked all the ammonia. I choose refrigeration. And uh, basically, what, what it's is a, that? well, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm glad you asked. In order for this process to work to us, for us to be able to entice the young to come for us, Into this with field, us, right? yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we, have to, we have to paint a picture. Yeah. The picture we need to paint to recruit these 20-somethings, my friend, needs to be able to make them understand that you have the ability to change the world in refrigeration. Oh my goodness, that's it. People mm -hmm. don't understand that, do they? No, we have you to know, change the about world. What, mm -hmm. Think about how much refrigeration is in a daily life. Oh, you know, everywhere you go. Everywhere I mean, even go. even when you open up your household refrigerator and you look at the condition of the ice and the water filtration systems, and now all the smart devices, even in the homes, is mm -hmm. mind-boggling. And mm -hmm. so. Get, to get down to the basics in commercial refrigeration, industrial refrigeration, not so much, but commercial refrigeration, we delve a little bit also into uh, helping hospitals preserve yep. the blood. Uh, it's a very important thing. It's been in the news the last five years. You've heard all yeah, the stories. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to attract them because without that, we're back to hunting. Okay, and preserving everything in salt. With salt. That's, <laughs> you know, that's all that's, understood. You know, most people don't understand that we haven't we haven't designed an emergency generator system for a grocery store to handle the refrigeration since the 1980s. Imagine. Right? Mm -hmm. There is not a grocery store in this mm -hmm. country mm -hmm. made in the last 40 years mm -hmm. that is capable of running the refrigeration off from the generator. That big generator outside is just for lighting. Yeah. So if we lose electricity, electricity we're out of food in three days no doubt so no doubt. refrigeration is the heart of the sustainability of our entire civilization no doubt it's you know it comes down to this you know product loss is the bane of any society whether it's being shipped uh, overseas and lost on the cargo ships or over land the food chain is broken and we can do our part here sustainability wise 
uh, with what we do at Pro Green and Pro and what the kids have started, God bless them. Going forward, it's important that we stem the problem of product loss in our markets. Mm. And, yeah. and what I'm seeing going on with the technology, we love Rusty Walker. We love Hill Phoenix Usman. We learn from all of all of these people. The problem that I see is, is again, the systemic product loss when there's failure in the markets um, on the power supply. That's and, and so there's lots of solutions out there, but the kids need to get together, the young, and come up with a plan. And that's, yeah. we want to tap those young minds. We want to make sure, uh, Clifton, that the young 28-year-olds, 26-year-olds, they've tried things. We need to figure out a way to entice them. And that's going to be through social media. Uh, Glassdoor, uh, put your story on. We went ahead yeah. and Glassdoor and uh, got new marketing. Yeah. And just by putting the CEO story on, uh, we went from nine hits annually to 111 hits in a week. Yeah, and right. I did this just when I was uh, at South Point. I actually, uh, oh really? Yeah, I went ahead on Glassdoor yeah. and and mm-hmm. took and and so we're going to go ahead and, and market the heck out of these twenty somethings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everybody says this, and you got to agree. You know these these kids. They don't know how to think. That's the only thing that I'm going to agree with. Everything else negative that they say about the 20 somethings and it's bannered about our, our friend Ty. Mm. He comes out and tells us all the stories. Um, It's just canned goods. You can teach if the person's curious. That's all that it takes. That's it. We got to get them curious. I was talking to a guy yesterday, Greg Castro. He's actually going to be on one of our podcasts. Okay. Uh, you should go back and take a look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, 29-year-old guys in the automotive industries, early 20s, just by chance went into a HVAC apprenticeship as mm-hmm. a install helper. Seven years later, he's an educator because he said in those first few weeks, mm-hmm. he caught the bug. Wow. He had no idea how much <laughs> air conditioning and refrigeration was around him until he went to take this job to be an install helper mm-hmm. and went, I have to absorb this mm-hmm. and I have to absorb everything I can because I, I had no clue. And that is exactly what is going to change our industry. When we start painting a better picture of what this mm-hmm. industry can look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Think about those ships that you were on. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking hundred million dollar ships, mm-hmm. 18 year old, 19 year old walking into a machine room. That's got millions of dollars worth of equipment going. You want to work on this? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you think about that too, Clifton, um, remembering now that it's 2023 versus 1975. Um, what I've learned from discussions like this with people that are much smarter than me, uh, I like to say, and it's not tongue in cheek. Uh, I am not the brightest pea in the pot. Um, what I do understand, though, uh, and believe this, is that there's so many smart people out there yeah. uh, that to get them to perform to their abilities is our task. I maximum potential. There's no doubt. If we if we <laughs> browbeat if we browbeat anyone, okay. And now, good natured yeah. browbeating uh, that's part of the trades. I get. Oh it. yeah, that you just know? comes with it. That's the well, fun part. Everybody gets a nickname, right? <laughs> if, if you, right. During our interview process, we ask the twenty-something, "What do your friends call you?" And yeah. they look at me, you know, wide-eyed, and I say, "What's your nickname?" They says, "Well, yeah. they call me Popo." I said, yeah. well, that not, may not work here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, But if yep. they don't give me a tag, 
I mm. warn them when I hire them. I said, you know, you're going to get tagged. Somebody's yeah, going to yeah. nickname yeah. you. Bumper the pump. Thumper. That's <laughs> it. And so starting right from the interview process, yeah. it's about painting a picture. It, it is. Yeah. It's more involved, like you said, back with the analogy of all the equipment. Uh, wide-eyed i mean we have got some things when we open up rack motor rooms that have been converted to e3 e2 and they see all the blinking lights and everything automatically they already understand that hmm something about uh, you know with technology here wow what what is this this is not what i thought was going on inside this room i didn't even know this room was in here well we had a plan uh at the oberlin iga to do a transcritical CO2. They're one of the, mm-hmm. they're one of the cities uh, that are supposed to be carbon neutral by 2030. One of the 16 cities under Obama. We've been very mm-hmm. involved there. Uh, that being stated, I almost bought an old tops market in Sandusky was going, it's a basement a rack system. It's a closed mm-hmm. supermarket in Sandusky, mm-hmm. Ohio. I was yep. going to put walkable glass over the floor. Where so you can see the machine, where you can see the machinery mm, room, man. Uh, as the shoppers were going with their kids and their five year olds and everything, and the kids would look down, look down, go, well, just make sure. That? Well, I, you have to put a sign up, make sure you don't do things in the uh, in the floor drain because you're being watched, right? Right, there you go. <laughs> These types of things are fun, it's great analogy. But you know, I had a vision, I wanted to get the young involved. And saying and pointing, Mama, what's that? Mama saying, I don't know. Automatically, that kid's going to be curious. Oh, absolutely is. All right, and and one out of ten, that's all we need. One out of ten kids, okay, going into markets where you can see the equipment, somewhat similar to the Walgreens that that they built in Chicago that I visited, the first net zero pharmacy mm-hmm. in the country, and I visited that place. You know what I found out? This is great. Here's what I found out. Number one, it's only as good as the person that puts it in. Okay. Oh, Number two, 42 wells had increased in temperature five degrees in two years' time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned is, is that if technology understands, okay, that how to move heat, if technology understands how to move heat, then where's the disconnect between the engineering and the installers? We have room for improvement in this Absolutely. whole industry of refrigeration. Just that just part of it. Piece. Just yeah. that part of it. So yeah. that's where I'm at. And I'm very, very passionate. Our team, uh, we're fortunate enough to have some uh, brilliant kids on board. I call them kids, you know, 40, 35-year-old. They're grown people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but to me, they're kids. And, and so I learn from them at the age of 67 almost um, on a daily basis by asking questions the kids always come back to me clifton and you've probably heard this before they come back and says well dad's asking a question or the general manager or supervisor pops is asking a question he already has a good idea what the answer is they're thinking this before they answer because i've told them yeah Yeah. i've told them absolutely i said you know when i ask a question i got a good idea how you're going to answer (laughs) it's the teaching process (laughs) that's right (laughs) they already know this and and so going forward we have a staff that are thinking cognitively every day and that's what's so important refrigeration Uh, what we're moving into now is so rewarding we're building widgets uh, sustainable type widgets. We're yeah. working with Honeywell and other entities to have uh, the global warming uh, 
taken care of. All these 20-somethings about teaching the unteachable. Uh, all these 20-somethings are going to hear our message. Absolutely. But they want to make a difference in the world. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I've got a 15 and an Mm 18-year-old daughter, stepdaughters here at home, one getting ready to head off to college. The other one is not really as interested in college. She wants to make a difference in the world, Mm -hmm. and she wants to go into the world and change it. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing that has grown so much in this generation. And I think that you you hit on that. Mm -hmm. We we say a lot of things about this generation because Mm -hmm. they have developed at a very different pace and with a very different standard than many of us have in the past. And so some of us are unfamiliar with the pace that they have grown into, but we forget about the pace that they've grown, that they are very advanced, that they want to make a difference, that they are very intellectual, and they are a generation that actually speaks about things. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ty Brannerman, of course, did the podcast down with Brian or another friend of ours. And then uh, I listened to it on a Sunday morning three times, shared it with everyone, took notes, uh, went actually and went on Amazon and bought uh, Hannah's book and hooked up with her on LinkedIn. And I'm 50, 50 on it, but I'm in agreement a thousand percent with a lot of what she's trying to do is, is, is let us the different, generations all the way up to my age understand them a little bit better so it did open my eyes and ty Mm -hmm. uh, i sent him a message uh uh, i will send him another message uh you don't have to drink all the kool-aid in everyone's book but what you want to do is pick and choose for your business model what's important that we put out there and and, and so because of safety concerns these kids can't be walking around in in a motor room you know, tick tocking away uh, unless it's produced and we can't yep. force them to do that. Uh, but we, what we can do in our policy manuals is say, Hey, um, you know, personal cell use is now allowed on the job sites. As long as you get your work done. If you put mm. that small statement, right. some of the people that want to share what they do because they want to be proud of what right. they do will then enhance. That's right. They'll enhance mm. to teach the unteachable. <laughs> All right. That's exactly it. Yes, sir. I'll be doing a online class for us here in a couple of weeks for okay. the online portion of the conference, okay. and it'll be on the four generations of learners and nice. just discussing how four generations learn in slightly different ways. No so doubt. No it's doubt. all about understanding the people around you. Well, without people like Ty, yourself, and Brian, or uh, Mike, the HVAC guy, all the people that we know, you know, the AI on LinkedIn has gotten so much better in the last 18 months. Now I'm not mm-hmm. getting, I mean, if you look at one tearjerker, okay, like, you know, Amer and all these people because they tell a story yeah. because they're woo-woo people from India, they're also in your feed. feed. And so it's a well-balanced input that LinkedIn has start putting together. Yeah. Uh, I remember listening to your podcast for an hour and a half driving, I think, uh, to Kentucky just recently, one of the first ones that was on LinkedIn is an hour and a half long. It's about mm-hmm. the refrigerant transition. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And you were, you were managing it. You were behind the booth. And I listened that whole hour and a half, okay, as I was driving. Uh, and that's another story for another day. Mm. <laughs> well, I got to learn. Uh, if that's I can't, it. if I shut down my mind, because my body has shut down, my friend, uh, at this age, I can't do what, what I want to do, which is be out there with the guys. 
And right. so but I've you... relegated myself to be, uh, you know, <laughs> the advocate. Uh, well, it's more of, more of a sensei type thing, okay, mm, with the weed hoppers, with the weed yeah. hoppers. Uh, the method of, of creating an analogy to explain thermodynamics, uh, pressures, voltages. Uh, we're very heavy into what Dr. Silberstein is into. Uh, we're very heavy into the electrical aspect. And you know, most of the educators do understand that 90% of our problems are the way it's controlled. And Absolutely. so we're very, very heavy in using analogy. You know, I learned from Dr. Silverstein just a month ago. He says, hey, you know, a closed circuit means a closed door. That means the goons can't get through. And I said, hmm, that makes sense. Because an open circuit means you go through. So it's backwards. And so now I have an analogy to take to the youngsters and say, mm -hmm. okay, a closed circuit is a good thing. Uh, an open circuit is a bad thing, regardless of whether an open door requires you to walk through it or not. Electricity and pumps, they don't work that way. Okay. And so I'm, Dr. Silverstein's brilliant. All you guys, uh, I highly recommend ESCO. Uh, we're, we've done the RSES training through ESCO, our EPAs through ESCO. Uh, Howard and Renee and the team, everyone over there, including yourself, is, is a great experience for our small company here in Cleveland. Joe Kukenda, it's an honor to have you here with us and to get your perspective on life. Boy. we got to come back for round two <laughs> and round ten. Well, I, I hope we have some uh, some comments relative to what you put out. I look forward to working with all of you. I do too, Joe. Yep. Thank you. Thank you.